It's the 1st of March, and many are turning their attention to what the new month means in terms of U.S. Federal Reserve decisions. Lucky for us, KVMR's Paul Emery reached out to someone who just might know a thing or two about America's central banking system. Former Federal Reserve economist Gary Zimmerman drops by to try and solve this riddle. Let's talk about the Federal Reserve. It's still making news. And what is the Fed going to do with interest rates in March? Well, Paul, that's a loaded question. The financial markets have been waiting for the Fed to lower interest rates, or or at least for the Fed monetary policymakers to start providing some forward guidance that indicates the Fed is moving towards changing their current monetary policy or interest rate stance from their high five and a quarter to five and a half percent short-term interest rate target, um, and begin lowering that target to support you know, future economic growth, um, you know, and when the financial markets perceive a signal of, of a policy change, we you know, typically see movements in bond yields and stock prices and so forth. And for a while now, the financial markets have wanted to see the Fed start lowering their overnight interest rate target um, from the high range and um, the, where the head Fed has held it for most of 2023 and now in 2024. Um, as the Fed was using higher interest rates to slow the economy, to lower the inflation rate after it spiked in 2021 and 2022, and the Fed was using very low interest rates to support economic growth during the COVID pandemic. Okay, Gary, but what might it take to convince the Fed to actually begin to lower interest rates? A uh, former Fed policymaker, um, Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City President Thomas Honig was quoted last week suggesting that if the economy keeps expanding like it has been, then we shouldn't expect three rate cuts in 2024, but maybe only one or two. Um, So, you know, and recently a few others have suggested that the next Fed interest rate move may be to raise the Fed's overnight uh, interest rate target because of, uh, you know, recent higher numbers for inflation. So, um, you know, either of those monetary policy options are not what most of us were expecting to hear about in early 2024, given the generally slowing inflation and the stronger uh, economic conditions that we experienced in most of 2023, or certainly the last half of 2023. Isn't the inflation rate still too high for most of the Fed's policymakers? Yes, Paul. The inflation rate remains above the Fed's 2% goal by most indicators. And uh, most of the economic indicators are also continuing to show that the economy is expanding at an above average growth rate. Uh, yet I, I don't think the Fed is likely to raise interest rates yet. And that's so that's what uh, I would expect to happen if um, you had some big shock to the economy, maybe a, a sharp upturn in both inflation and, and growth in the next quarters. But that doesn't happen. I don't see them raising rates again at this point. OK, Gary, what are other Fed policymakers, governors and Fed presidents saying about inflation and also the economy and near-term monetary policy decisions? Well, recently, a number of the Fed policymakers have been pretty clear in their public comments and speeches that they would like to have more time and more data on inflation in the economy so that when they finally make a decision to lower interest rates, you know, that uh, the inflation rate will be continuing to trend lower 
and we'll be approaching the Fed's 2% inflation rate goal for the economy. And, you know, I would agree that lowering interest rates, you know, in, under those circumstances would be a sound policy decision if the, that downward trend in overall inflation continues and inflation continues to get you know, pretty close to or approaches the 2% goal. Um, you know, again, but as some policymakers and economists have noted, it, it may take more time and stronger downward trends in the inflation rate and continued positive economic data to convince the Fed policymakers that it is safe for their monetary policy decisions to lower interest rates to support economic growth without risking higher inflation. So there's a challenge there. Well, Gary, if the Fed doesn't start lowering interest rates in March, when are the policymakers now expected to begin lowering interest rates? Oh, good question. Um, some economists and analysts are now suggesting that the Fed policymakers may wait until June or even later in the year before lowering rates. And, you know, fewer are now expecting the three rate reductions by the Fed that was, you know, projected at the end of last year. So, um, you know, that's an important change in just over a few months. And, you know, from when most were expecting the Fed to begin lowering short-term interest rates, probably starting in March. Okay. In the past few weeks, we heard that a couple of inflation statistics were a little higher than expected. Um, Will that cause the Fed to wait even longer to lower interest rates? Oh, absolutely, Paul. I think um, normally central banks like the Fed are not going to make an important policy decision like changing their overnight interest rate target based on only a, a month or two of data. Inflation and economic data do bounce around and sometimes a lot. So, you know, the data also frequently get revised as more data become available and some you know, preliminary data will get revised. Um, but, you know, if we if we see new inflation statistics that establish a trend of rising rather than falling inflation rates and, you know, shows inflation rising faster than what the policymakers and economists were expecting, then I would expect that, you know, when the policymakers meet, they'll want to take more time to see where the inflation numbers in the economy are actually going to go. Well, Gary, the recent Fed beige book survey results suggested that the economy is continuing to grow despite the Fed's relatively high short-term interest rate target. Are there any recent Fed forecasts or estimates that give us a sense of how fast the U.S. economy is likely to grow in the first quarter of this year? Paul, I've been looking at the forecast tools available from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, and, and both of those continue to show the economy expanding at a strong pace in the first quarter of 2024. And both both of those estimates, by the way, are available to the public on, on the bank, Reserve Bank's uh, websites. And so you know, folks can go out there and check out to see what they are looking at and, and projecting. Um, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York's uh, staff now cast um, estimate this week estimates that first quarter real gross domestic product uh, growth rate will be about 2.8% at an annual rate um, based on the most recent uh, available or published data. Um, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP now forecast is estimating an even slightly higher real GDP growth rate um, than the New York Fed. They're looking at about a 3.2% annual growth rate for the first quarter of 2024. Um, you know, both both of those, by the way, are you know well above the private sector blue chip 
consensus forecast that's based on about 50 different forecasts. Uh, the blue chip consensus for the first quarter, you know, still has growth growing at about an average rate, a little under 2%, and, and very similar to the Fed's projected longer term or longer run average growth rate for the U.S. economy. So, you know, all, all of those uh, three, you know, are showing, you know, continued economic growth and, you know, the two Federal Reserve banks are showing you know, pretty strong economic growth relative to, to normal. So, you know, that is something that they will be looking at along with the inflation numbers when they make these decisions. Okay, Gary, lots of news for today and I look forward to chatting with you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you very much. You bet. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance. 